Dean, we are just hours away from uh, a lockdown of our city thanks to COVID-19. How are you doing? Dude, How are you doing? It's crazy. It is crazy. I'm doing, I'm doing all right, I guess. I got everything I need. Rainer is on the front lines here battling the virus. Uh, he is uh, one of the most valuable individuals in our city right now, an HUB and partner. And, yeah. Uh, we're, we're glad to have you here. Pete, uh, how is the virus affecting uh, your neck of the woods? Um, we've just gone into um, a kind of, I suppose, a, a lockdown situation as of last night. Um, so we're allowed, obviously, people in, in essential key worker jobs can still go to work. Um, we can still go out for an hour a day, maybe a week to the supermarket. Um, and we're allowed to go out for an, half an hour's exercise um but we're only allowed out with people that live in their own house um we can't meet in groups of more than two if it's somebody that you don't live with yeah Dean, what were you doing jerking it or something that going um jerking it on the camera like, yeah. that sounds i was like that sounds worse than uh, it is here i but, figured you were stroking kevin but yeah, I, you know, I was just hanging out with that's kevin. what you call it Look, Kev. Are you an angel? What? An angel. I heard the deep space pilots talk about them. They're the most beautiful creatures in the universe. Hello there. We are. Tonight's entertainment. We would be honored if you would join us. He's got a billion toys. Your brother is a doll collection. These are not dolls, Jim. These are commodities. Same as gold or oil. Five, four, three, two, one. You are now listening to the Collecting Weekly Podcast. Hey guys, my name is Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Rainer. And I'm Pete. Welcome to this week's episode of Collecting Weekly. It's the weekly podcast where my friends and I talk about the things that matter the most to us this week in collecting. That's right. A little late there. I was was a little worried. I was like, you're really uh, hashtag stroking Kevin. We need to to put that on the t-shirt. I don't know why he's so like, Uh, I've been hanging out with him all day. He just, he like, just, uh, yeah. he just like a lovable guy, Dean. Well, yeah. <laughs> let's get into the best segment, the one that the world waits for every Tuesday night. Dean, kick us off. Yeah, you guys ready? Yes. Yep. Yeah. It's new. This week. Oh. Nailed it. That was not bad. That was actually pretty good. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, man. Sean, you're killing me. Um... What'd you get new this week? I I didn't get anything new this week. I did order something, so maybe next week it'll be new this week. Um, Zach, you know what it is. Um, oh, the thing you sent me today on. Uh, yeah, I, I went ahead and ordered. Uh, you spent that much? Oh my god! No. <laughs> mm-hmm. no, yeah. There's there's this thing that will be revealed later, and um, someone selling the entire. This collection for $500 on eBay. And I sent it to Zach and I was like, oh, I'm going to order these. And he was like, oh my God, $500. I was like, no, I'm not ordering these. I'm just saying I'm going to order them. 
I was like, so damn. I went ahead and ordered uh, three things from the list. So maybe next week we'll talk about it. Hell yeah. But that's it. I didn't get anything this week because we can't go anywhere. Um, and I didn't really see those things until today. So what about you guys? <clears throat> go ahead, uh, I think um I think Zach has some news, but uh, if you want me to go first, I can. Uh, I, I picked up my custom bow that if any of you are in Collecting Weekly Auxiliary, you probably have seen the pictures already. And might I say it is a fantastic job done by Watto Scrapyard and Zachary here. Thank you. Thank you. It was, it was a fun little kit to, uh, to work on. Uh, it's funny because you dropped it off and having the right tool for a job is so important because when we were doing the live recording at Rainer's house, we, I didn't have the tools I needed. I didn't have the supplies I needed. And we pretty much hit a standstill after like the first 40 minutes. Right. And uh, you brought uh Boca Tan to my house and I almost felt bad because I finished the, what I needed to do in like three minutes. I had the Dremel here with the sanding bit. I, I drilled out the uh, breast plates. Uh, I had the uh, two-part mold putty. I made the uh, the pegs for the hands and then also for the head and the, the other sculpt. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I was pretty much good to go after about 10 minutes. So uh, I did yeah. feel bad, but uh, you, you picked it up today, and uh, you also brought me something, uh, which was, like, about next week. I just got it, so I haven't really had a chance to mess with it, and I don't want to spoil it just yet. Uh, Pete, did you get anything cool this week? Um not really. I say it's it's all um, gone a bit weird here as well. The the postal service is still running, um, but obviously people aren't going to the post office and, and bits and pieces like that. So we're not quite sure. You you can still do door to door courier and stuff. Um, yeah. So um, yeah. No, I've got. Uh, I've been working some Star Wars bits. You guys saw um, my photos of Chewbacca that I I'd done with the. <laughs> So good. Very good. So yeah, I did that. Um, I finally picked up a Lando. Um, Ian's got one of Sean's sculpts um, that he's going to paint up for me. So that's going to be cool. Um, I bought Ian's custom Endor uh, Luke. um, Uh Well, we swapped for because I bought the um, two-pack TFA Chewbacca and Han. Solo, so I, I only wanted the Chewy, so I swapped hand for his Luke, um, and I've been working on a custom Endor layer um, to to tide me over until the Hot Toys one eventually uh, rolls around. Dude, um, I want that old man Han so bad. After watching Rise of Skywalker and that scene yeah. with Kylo and Han, dude, mm-hmm. I want that bad. Um, dude, how much has that figure gone up in price? It's it's like three hundred now, right? Yeah, it's getting there. Uh, really? Dude, I remember wow. when you couldn't get rid of them. Like you couldn't get like them for one hundred and eighty, one when the four one hundred and sixty, you couldn't get rid of it. Um, I will say, Pete, uh, your buddy Ian is quite the painter. He sent me uh, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of head sculpts for the uh, the crew, and um, I, you know, I see his his pictures on Facebook, and you know, you can get a good idea of the quality there, but it's not until you have it in hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, specifically, his rebels work was yeah. really inspiring. I, I took I took his uh, his Ezra and, and put it next to the Bo-Katan and kind of tried to model the cleanliness of the lines based on that. And uh, I really like the way he did those. And then the indie sculpt he did for Seth was really fantastic. So, uh, big shout out there to Ian from uh, Dark Side Customs. 
And then uh, for me, for new this week, uh, I got a model kit, the Super Stand 2 Gohan model kit from Figurize. Uh, I built that yesterday on the joy of hobbying, and I think it came out pretty good. It's a pretty nice size model kit. Uh, sometimes the Figurize tend to be a little bit taller than the Figuarts counterparts, uh, but it's perfectly in scale. I think it, it's the hair is a little bit more accurate to right when he powers up. It's pretty much standing straight up at that point in the uh, in the anime. And uh, I think it was a pretty good little purchase to tide me over for an evening now that we're on uh, lockdown. Uh, but enough about that. Let's thank our sponsors, Watto Scrapyard. Great guy. We'll talk a little bit more about his podcast uh, or his uh, his business, rather. Uh, he's just started up a Patreon and he also sponsored uh, the giveaway for this week's episode. So big shout out to Watto's. Uh, Dean Hot Toys gave us a little bit of a, a little bit of a nugget this week uh it was yeah. it was the uh, best car mandalorian in two versions the deluxe runs three to 313 coming out april to july 2021 with the non-deluxe coming uh, at 259 same release date what do you think about it dean um i haven't made up my mind yet <laughs> uh, the more i look at it the more i dislike it uh I'm kind of right there with you on that one. Yeah, like, I'll see something, I'm like, oh, that doesn't look quite right, or this should have been in the first one, and it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's beautiful, but at the same time, it's not. I don't know, man. What do you think, Rainer? I don't know. I was excited when I first saw it. I went out and uh, pre-ordered it at Stevens. Um, Nice. Yeah, I'm uh, especially excited for Baby Yodes. Oh, sweet angel. And, and Brian Fontaine from Six Kill Scavengers made a really good point. Uh, their show was right, I think, the day after this one dropped. And he mentioned that if you get this version, the Deluxe, you'll have the uh, the Pram and the one Baby Yoda to go with the first version. And then you'll also have the standing Baby Yoda to go with the second version. Uh, mm-hmm. And I thought that was a really good point. Mm-hmm. Um, Pete, is this a pickup for you, do you think? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. I do. I do like the look of it. He looks pretty cool. But um, n- no, I'm I'm uh, strictly OT on my Star Wars, and I will stick to that. It takes wow. a strong man to be for uh, real because that's a good show. Yeah, uh, it is. It is. I I I wish the Baskar was a little bit more weathered. Uh, it is obviously new when he first gets it, but uh, you know, pretty much the first episode after he gets it, it is dicked take quite a beating uh the one thing that really bothered me uh dean you pointed this out as well is the uh beskar knee uh thigh pad rather is it just looks way too small and yeah, it looked way too like small on 20, the uh, too small. yeah it looked way too small on the uh on the first version also uh i think the whistling bird effect doesn't look super great uh the flame effects i've never been a fan of hot toys flame effects no. uh baby yoda looks really good the pram looks really good i've really studied the pram with all the 3d prints that we've been doing um i just something looks off about the chest plate and i don't know what it is i i feel like it should curve more to the the shape of the body a little yeah, bit more flat, uh, it looks a little too flat but i i could be totally wrong i'm not that familiar with this uh with this particular version of the mandalorian but uh i do like the figure i do like the price i mean if you get the deluxe and want to sell one of those baby yodas i'm, I'm sure you'll have no problem finding a buyer uh right. and and yeah. you know the fact that you get the the camtono you get two baby Yodas, you get pretty much every effect that you'd want. Um, I'm, I still like the visual 
look of the first one and I have that one on pre-order, but uh, I definitely wish they would have waited until like midway through the season or even till the end of the season to put all three versions up for pre-order so that collectors could make the most informed decision. Yeah. Um, Again, three the three hundred dollar uh, deluxe uh, coming in at three thirteen. That's a little high for me. Uh, two fifty nine isn't too bad, but uh, for two fifty nine, I would have liked to have seen them include just one child with the basic version, uh, being that he is such an integral part of the show. Uh, yeah. And I don't think Dean, correct me if I'm wrong, but the child doesn't come with the little ball, right? He comes with the necklace, I think, and I didn't see the little uh, controller yeah, knob. I just saw the necklace. That's it. Okay, uh, Stephen Kret says he picked this up and i know rainer picked this up at steven's collectibles i will say i'm probably gonna pick this up but i feel like this figure i feel like hot toys was kind of going along with the audience like they didn't have oh okay so maybe maybe, something they didn't know about yeah because now effectively the shoulder piece that you get in the first one Mm -hmm is almost pointless because this one now comes with two shoulder pieces. I don't know. I feel like well in the in the show he used the uh I think his, his arm was damaged. Like two episodes. Yeah, yeah, he has like an interim piece. Right. So and it's, it's like totally. but if this was going to come out, why would you even bother doing that? Cuz this now comes with pieces for the first one, right? Yeah, with the baby Yoda and the the Beskar thing. Yeah, because the Beskar becomes his armor. So why would he come with the Beskar plate? That is very true, actually. So it's like if you if you knew this was gonna have parts for the first one, why? I don't know. I, this to me totally feels like they were caught off guard as well, and they were like, "Shit, we need to make it." <laughs> yeah. Um, um, the baby Yoda to me is probably the best likeness that I've seen. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. I don't know. There's just something about the mouth that most people get wrong, and this this baby Yoda is so cute. Like they nailed it. Now we'll wait until we see the final product, but um, yeah, I think I'll end up getting this. Like you said, just because it has so many parts for the original one too. So you'd begin the deluxe probably? Yeah. I mean, you have to, right? I I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, it's so oh man, it's such a trick. <clears throat> Figure. I can tell you now, I need a bigger Mandalorian shelf when all this crap finally comes out. <laughs> Actually, looking at the graphic, the 259 one does come with the baby Yodes. I guess it's the pram with the second baby Yodes. Right. Yeah. Okay. I see, I see, I see. Yeah. Uh, switching pace here, the uh, the Tots H1 Michael Myers went up for pre-order. 120 bucks buys you this release in September 2020. Uh, starting off, I think September 2020 is a very awful release date. This should be august or july 2020 because you're going to run into the exact same issue they had last year and the year before where they released h1 h40 stuff uh right before halloween and almost everyone got their stuff after the holiday uh i think they're cutting it really close to releasing this in september uh the odd thing to note about this figure is it only has 16 points of articulation most standard true types have 30 plus minimum uh if not more yeah this is super weird 16 poa is like extremely basic like we're talking bicep swivel wrist swivel head swivel a little more than a bar 
Harvey. Yeah, exactly. Um, just looking at it and counting the points of articulation in my head, I just don't think this is going to be very posable. And uh, Kane Productions on Instagram did comment like, well, it's Michael Myers. Like, it's not like, you know, you're going to be putting him in a crazy dynamic pose. And that is true, but it is important to be able to replicate a more natural stance with some of those like butterfly joints and uh, different uh, points of pivot. So um, one twenty is a great price. I'm not complaining about that. And of course you have to cut some corners to get something down to that cheap. Uh, but you know, at the same time, a standard true type is like 12 bucks. The I'm, knockoff versions, 12 yeah, to 20 bucks. I'm um, thinking this isn't going to be true six scale. You think it might be a little smaller? Body? It could have been their own proprietary body true but then are they because they don't make six scale figures so is it true six scale because he's a big dude well kane is a, a six scale customizer and he's in on this project so okay. i think yeah, i think I they'd have the scale right yeah you're probably right it he, seems kind of odd that it's a a body no one's ever heard of. Yeah. Uh, Pete, is this something that you're interested in? Um, no, no, I was just about to say, this is screaming out for a man of steel body swap. <laughs> Everything is screaming out for a man yeah, of steel yeah, body definitely. swap. Definitely. I need to pick one up for my custom of myself, uh, add a little bit of muscle padding, maybe. Yeah. Get some get some height reducers somehow, cut the light yeah, down. Put some more yeah. uh, tra- um, traps on there. Yeah, right. Uh, so we'll see what happens with this. Uh, Dean, this was really exciting. Tamashi Nation's Instagram teased the development for the Capsule 9 bike for Figuarts. This is amazing. I need to get the first episode of Bull and Figure ASAP. Okay. Right with Goku. That was my first question. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, we're developing the bike. It's like, okay, are you just going to sell the bike or is it going to be a two pack? Ooh, do I need to buy a Bulma now for the bike, or should I just wait and not buy Bulma because I'm gonna have to buy it with the bike? Like, that is very interesting. I would play it safe. I mean, you can always sell that Bulma down the road. I mean, she's not too expensive right now, she's like 40 bucks. Yeah, she's really not. Um, but then when this comes out, no one's gonna want to skyrocket so. If yeah. yeah, if they sell it by itself, that one is going to skyrocket. But if they sell it in a two pack, you won't be able to sell it for you know twenty dollars. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm intrigued. I, I I imagine they'd sell this by itself, but uh, we'll see. We'll definitely keep you guys updated. Yeah. And uh, territories. Yeah, and they same with this team. They never made a vehicle, so yeah. Usually it's or the model kits. Yeah, uh, so they uh, we talked about this last week, but this is the uh, the teaser image of the World Martial Arts Tournament. Uh, yeah, this is going around on a few of the collectors groups. The quality of the pictures seemed a little low. I don't know if it's just a bad Photoshop or not, but uh, it seemed to be a lot of people in the hobby were sharing this as facts. So this could be the first look at the Dragon Stars World Martial Arts Tournament diorama. Um, um, I, I keep an eye out... Uh, Specifically for Star Wars figures, mm-hmm. um, and usually when the they're like, "Ooh, the box reveal of what the new line is going to look like," um, they usually look like this. So this seems very promising to me. Oh, okay. So they're usually like a low quality leak. Yeah, they're usually not super great. They just kind of want to get it out there. 
Uh, and by the time it gets to the public, because really, we're probably not even supposed to be seeing this. Yeah, this might be like a, a tiny image on a full sheet yeah, of other products. I see. Yeah, I see. So, uh, to yeah, me, you're killing it this episode. My gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it seems accurate, but I could be wrong. But it's it's interesting that it has a window box with a Goku figure. So, that's nice that you're probably going to get a figure with it. Mm-hmm. Um, Though that kind of puts a nail in the $20 price point for this. True. I can't imagine they give you a $20 figure, or a $30 price point, rather, a $20 figure, and then the diorama is only worth $10. I, so I, is, it, is it cardboard or plastic? That's the thing. We At this point, it, we just saw a picture yeah. of the diorama. and it's uh, it, Yeah, it, it, I assume it's plastic. I hope it's plastic. Um, but yeah, we'll see on this and, uh, we'll definitely update you guys in the future. Now, Iron Geek 37, Kevin Sweet, Sweet Angel is teasing, uh, now this is not up for pre-order yet. So, uh, you know, if you want to hit them up about, uh, getting on an interest list, but it's the one six Manta Noir, what's that? Noir? N-O-I-R? Noir. Okay. I was like, I don't know. Uh, Manta Noir. And, uh, I gotta say this looks pretty damn good. So he says they've been working on it for the past four months. It's nine. 90% 90% complete. Uh, it'll have 12 light-up features uh, throughout the body, five interchangeable hands, sword for the right hand, gauntlet sword for the left, blaster effects for the eyes, diorama base with electronics installed, and they will have the same wireless feature that comes with the cybernetic where it'll illuminate on contact with the base. Uh, the pre-order date and cost are to be determined. Please stay tuned. And there's a few more pictures there. There, And I gotta say, this thing looks badass. Kevin is doing the Lord's work out here. I was about to say, the first time you popped up the image... Where it's, I thought that was a legit picture of people. Yeah, now, me I don't too. have my glasses on, but I, it's not that far from my face, so I could see it pretty well. And I was like, "Damn, who's got that much like Iron Man armors?" And then I was like, "Wait a minute, a <laughs> yeah, I did as well. I did, yeah, the yeah, guy, in, guy in the background, they're just hanging out, you know." Yeah. Okay. One, he's really good at posing figures. And yeah. two, that figure looks like a dude in a suit. It looks damn good. And and great work there by Chris Letty with the six scale scavengers shirt on. Uh, it looks like a roadie there in the back. Dude, I need one. Yeah. You have one. It's at my house. Of shirts? A six scale scavengers? Uh, well, one six scale shirt. Oh, you didn't tell me that. I was going to surprise you, but then you said oh, So, yeah, TC, a sweet angel, sent it to you. and uh, was, uh he's probably sitting there like, wow, what an asshole. Never said thanks. Oh, man, I do feel bad. <laughs> I do. I do feel bad about that. Um, but, yeah, this is great stuff. Uh, his cybernetic was very reasonably priced for the amount of work that went into it. So if you like this figure, you know Hot Toys probably is going to make it. Please support uh, Iron Geek 37. He's a really good guy. And uh, he's doing some good work down here. Uh, one thing that I really like to see was uh, this post by TNS and also by One Six Kit. So uh, David Chang said, during this anti-coronavirus period, what are you guys doing at home to kill time? Uh, yada, yada, yada. But he eventually gets on to say that if you need to delay your payment, we will definitely try to work something out with you. And uh, same with Kit Chen. He says, with current situation worldwide, we could hold your figure if you are tied on cash. Please email us whenever you receive an invoice. Um, great to see the community banding together. Uh, this stuff is, you know, could be a, a major influencer of finances, uh, especially yeah. in our part of the world, being that we're just getting started with this. And, um, you know, 
people might not have the money to make their $25 payment to uh, to TNS or, or Kit or, you know, when the figures come in stock, sometimes you owe the full amount. And for them to be doing this and holding stock that they've already paid for, uh, really got to give them a round of applause because that is some 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 very solid, yeah, yeah very yeah. solid yeah. stuff. And you know they've always been good to us, so uh, definitely definitely a fan of this message here. And uh, I'm excited. And with with that post, they also were doing uh, on TNS. They were doing a giveaway, so I cut the the first part of the post out. But they're also doing a giveaway if you bought at least two things from them last year. They're doing a giveaway for yeah. a uh, a gift card. Dean, tell the world about our sponsor, Watto Scrapyard. You did such a good job the last few episodes. I'd like to, to hear your uh, beautiful voice about this again. Yeah, Watto Scrapyard is amazing. Not only can you get any parts for your old Hasbro or Kenner Star Wars vehicles, whether it be doors, missiles, uh, panels, uh, he does all that. Um, with a pretty... Big catalog of, of vehicles he can replace. In fact, I need to order a piece from him. But he's also doing head sculpts, and he's killing it. Just yeah. over and over, banger after banger. Filling holes in your shelves you didn't even know you needed to build. <laughs> um, and you could get them in 6 scale and 12 scale and probably anything in between. Yeah, 3 and 3 quarter scale as well. Yeah, you just send them the measurements. Oh, that's right. You did one for him the other day. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, he's just killing it. Yeah, he's 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 done a great job. Every transaction I've done with him or everything we've set up has been smooth. It's amazing. Super fast. He's doing. Yeah. Care. Yep. Now he did sponsor a giveaway with us. So let me let me see. How I'm going to make this work. So, um, we have uh, a number of people that entered our drawing. Uh, through the March Madness, and then a number of people that uh, also did, um, what is it? They did vote for, uh, or not vote, but they timed in live for the uh, last few episodes. And it looks like our winner is number 15. And let me see how I can, let me see if I can stop this screen sharing and share this one. Here we go. So number 15 is... Mike Collins, who is a member of Collecting Weekly Auxiliary. So, Mike, congratulations. I'll give yeah, you... Yeah, he always uh, is posting. Uh, <laughs> he's always posting. So, Mike, we will uh, get in contact with you, and uh, you have a uh, Lando 1-6 scale from uh, Waddle Scrapyard coming your way. So, congratulations. Yay. Not a bra. Yay, Kevin. Yay. Not all at once. Um now, Dean, you put up a really good. Uh, you posed a really good question to the to the group chat, and then also to Clack and Make the Auxiliary. Uh, it was rumored that Black Widow would be released on Disney Plus due to the coronavirus, and right. it came out this morning that instead of being released at Disney Plus, it was delayed indefinitely. Oh wow, indefinitely. Yeah, and you. Uh, this was the question here. I'll let you go ahead and read that, uh, if you don't mind. Yeah. Um, when I, I had posed the question, I said, news suggests that Black Widow might debut on Disney Plus due to the COVID-19. Uh, do you think this could be the end of modern cinema with companies like Disney and DC pulling movies from theaters and putting them up early online? Could this be the new standard? Would a premium charge on top of the monthly charges to see a brand new movie from the comfort of your own home theater bother you? 
because uh, like Disney Plus is eight bucks a month if you get the regular one. Yeah. Let's just say they were like, yeah, let's just put Black Widow on there. And it's on your Disney Plus, but you can't watch it until you pay maybe like uh, five to ten bucks. Mm-hmm. Would that really be so bad? Yeah. I think it's probably smarter for them because let's just say there's, I don't know, three Disney movies I want to see in a year in theaters. Mm-hmm. That's only 30 bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, if I remember correctly, movie theater tickets, they get all that money. It's not like the theater is getting like half of it or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's like, well, now we're getting eight bucks a month from this guy. And then uh, another surcharge. I think it's smarter to me. Yeah. Uh, but what do you guys think? I think uh, definitely we may start seeing this in the long run as becoming more of the standard. I think that um, movie theaters aren't going anywhere, at least not yet, because you know there, there's always that thing of, hey, let's gather some friends up Friday night. Let's go yeah. see a movie or something True. like that. So, I love going to the movies. Yeah, yeah, I know you do. So, but uh, but I don't think that's going anywhere just yet. Now, whether or not we see a, a shortened uh, length of time in theaters to accelerate this kind of release, maybe I would see that happening. Maybe instead of a th- movie being in, mo- in the theater for two months, maybe it's in there for five weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I know for Pete, going to the movies a little different. So, what say you, Pete? A different in what in what way? Yeah, I was like, they have theaters no, in England. Paid a park and um, right? oh, isn't there like a surcharge and stuff? Yeah, only um, that's sort of um, the older cinemas that would, would oh, okay. traditionally be in the middle of a high street or a, or a town or something. But um, we, we we also I mean we also have um, you know ones that are on industrial retail parks and stuff like that where you don't have to pay for the parking. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I I enjoy going to the cinema with my partner and my son. It's quite a nice thing to do we quite often go sort of on a saturday morning you know when it's cheaper and things like that and i would i would miss that side of it i think if if it went it's it's nice to think oh you know you don't have to get off your ass and and go out there but okay. at, the, at the same time uh, you know it's it's one of the things we do together and it would be a shame to kind of lose that completely and i think i don't think it's going to go away but as as um rainer said maybe it will shorten the time that it's actually in the cinemas um, you know, so I, I wouldn't like to see it become the normal. I like, I like the fact that the film companies have, um, reacted in this way. And obviously for them, it's all about money, but, um, you know, it, it, it obviously comes across as a consumer as quite a nice way of, of dealing with the current situation. Um, and we had uh, Disney plus went live here today as well. So oh, finally? yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I've I've got some extra content to to amuse myself with for a bit now, so that's good. Nice. Um, yeah, you made a point about it um, going on a Saturday when it's a little cheaper. Mm. I was saying for someone like Zach here, who's got a kid, dude, you made a good fucking point. And his wife, you know, and then they want snacks and drinks. I mean, that's a hundred dollar night right there for Zach, just to yeah, yeah. a movie. 
for someone like me, it's not a huge deal. It's like, oh, yeah, $10 ticket, whatever, and then... Dude, I'd go a step further and say, I mean, I can't imagine any theater giving up, like, you know, a one-time viewing for... For of a new movie for ten bucks on a, even if you're paying a premium service, I would say like you know fifteen bucks, twenty bucks. I'd happily pay that much because you're right. Like the alternative of going to the movies, uh, being there, you have no idea how your kid's going to act. I mean, I'd much rather stay home, you know, pay twenty five <laughs> bucks, have all my snacks, have my kid able to run around. Uh, I, I um, I like it. So Mario says there's too much cash to lose going straight to digital. It's nice, but kills the studio's bottom line. And one thing also, our, it seems like our Facebook stream crashed, uh, unrelated to us being a little late today. So I'm not sure what's going on with that. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, if you're still watching, we appreciate it. Um, I I um, I personally don't think I would mind this. Jason says big Hollywood movies want to celebrate big. I can see why we're blockbuster movies want to still release to theaters and the red carpet where movies may go to indefinite hold. Uh, going here, Manny says, uh, we asked some Ox members to give some opinions. Manny says, in my opinion, this is a small hiccup for cinema. There's too much money to be made for them to give up so easily. Just give it some time for things to get back to normal. Plus nothing, nothing beats a theater experience. That uh, is true. Yeah, Brian Stevens yeah. says it's already happening for some movies and there will be potentially more to come. I think only the potential billion-dollar club movies will stay in the theaters depending on the financial health of the studio. And I said I think it really depends how com- uh, containable this virus becomes. Right. If it's a yearly thing like the flu or the cold, we can't contain it every year, then I could see more things going to digital. Yeah. Uh, Mark Phillips from Auxiliary said, I guess with the crisis they can experiment with and at the same time keep it from pirating. Definitely there are movies I want to see on the big screen and some that I would rather watch at home. Uh, Devin, who's uh, a part of our our new little thing, um, the uh, Dungeons and Dragons, he said, I live in a pretty rural city and it's about a 40-minute freeway drive to the nearest theater. I've been hoping things would go in this direction for a while, honestly, and keeping it as an option for folks like me would be great. Uh, Jason Nelson says, I do not see it going to Disney+. Plus. That is loss of earned profit. Even going direct to digital release is going to be a huge profit cut as it is now, getting... uh, not getting theater profits and only getting digital profits. So knowing theater profits are lost, why would they release this release to a $70 a year platform when they can charge $30 digital release? Uh, Mark says knowing Disney, if it made money going digital, they will lose in the theater when life goes back to being normal. Uh, So that is a very interesting bit of content there. Um, I, I just don't know. I mean, I think it really depends. um, Like I said, how, if this is an every year thing, you know. Oh, that's I can, how not. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, of course. God. Let's, uh, let's yeah, hope not. But I was know. just kind of thinking, like, well, the the theaters have been shut down almost a month already, mm-hmm. um, with no foreseeable opening anytime soon. Yeah. So what if this goes on? It could get worse, you know, potentially. Yeah. So what if this goes on for? Six months easily, yeah. Um, how are these businesses, specifically theaters? Because really, theaters make money selling snacks and stuff, they're not making money off the ticket sales, yeah. Right yeah now, that's true. Now, I know there's money on the back end with you know, like Disney giving them a cut, you know, there's uh, ads, like, hey, show our movie, yeah, and there's ads, um, but realistically how long can they go without paying rent on their buildings or how much money do they have reserved for situations like that yeah um, because like let's just say the quarry market is a regal theater mm-hmm. 
what if they have to shut that down? Because they're like, we haven't been open for six months. Um, That's would be a huge loss uh, for everyone, you know, in the city. Mm -hmm. So what options would there be for, for us then? Now there are many theaters, but what if that happens to a lot of those theaters? Yeah. How are we supposed to watch our movie? Yeah. Um, so well, I, I think this was a, an interesting theory. Like, oh, what if they just did this for now? Yeah, because even like Onward, which is a movie that just came out um, literally the week before. Yeah. A few weeks before. But yeah, I, very recently. It's going to Disney Plus, I think, at the end of the month. April. We, we, um, we saw it on the. They did, did some preview showings on the 29th of Feb. So we went and saw it. And yeah, it's really good. Yeah. It was. So as part of this whole Corona um, content cut, uh, we are doing a retro movie review segment. And the movie this month, or this week rather, was uh, Demolition Man starring um, Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. Now let me give you guys a little bit of backstory about this movie. It is a 1993 American science fiction action film directed by Marco Brambrilla in his directorial debut. The film stars Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. It's the story of two men, an evil crime lord, and a risk-taking police officer cryogenically frozen in 1996. They are reanimated in the year 2032 to find mainstream society change and all crime seemingly eliminated uh, rotten tomatoes gives this film a 62 percent approval rating based on 39 reviews with an average score of 5.6 out of 10 the site's consensus reads a better than average sci-fi shoot em up with a satirical undercurrent uh, demolition man is bolstered by strong performances by sylvester stallone wesley snipes and sandra bullock uh, this the film has a 34 out of 100 on metacritic based on nine reviews and uh, Kenneth Turin of the Los Angeles Times wrote that the film fails to give action fans what they desire, instead substituting out-of-place satirical commentary. Uh, Dean, what did you think about this movie? Um, okay, let me just preface this with saying I've loved this movie long before this segment. Yeah. Um, one of the cool things about this movie is the, the uh, I believe they're in San Andreas? Yes. Correct? Yeah, yeah, so the he's a police officer, so the vehicles say SAPD. My dad mm-hmm. was San Antonio Police Department, so it was like, S-A-P-D. oh, SAPD. It was really cool growing up. Um, I love this movie; it's so good. Maybe because I've been watching it my entire life, I have like this nostalgia factor. But it's a near perfect film to me. Yeah, growing up for me, this movie. Um, my grandmother uh, owned. Uh, a pretty large building and like on the top of the building like the second and third stories were her house and the first story was a business that she rented and she rented it to her brother and he started a video store that specialized in uh, movies that were in spanish with um english subtitles okay and so and also of course english with spanish subtitles and uh every time we would visit because we used to live in arizona we'd come down and pick like 10 movies for the week and uh this was the movie that we would always go back to. And I have very fond memories growing up of watching this film and it ages really well. Now, you know, a lot of times looking at older um, pieces of media like star Wars and star Trek, you'll see things and say like, Oh, they predicted uh, FaceTime or they predicted this and that. And this movie, you know, for what it is really like, 
predicted a lot of stuff like electric cars, uh, video conferencing, uh, any number of different uh, social things. I mean, it's just VR. really impressive. VR, thank you. Um, a great movie, probably one of my favorite uh, Stallone movies and probably my favorite Wesley Snipes movie. Um, it's a great movie. I don't understand why some people said this is like, you know, action fans uh, don't want to shoot them up. Like, that's what I'm watching you this movie for. I'm not watching this movie for the plot, okay? Did you say the average score was 5.5 out of 10? That blows my mind. This movie is 5. so 6 good. 5.6 and 34 out of 100. Oh, my God. How can you... Who's watching this? this movie that's like, I don't, I don't like this? Uh, Steven Renner, have you guys seen this movie? Um, I do not think I have. Um, But if it has Stallone in it, I, I'll give it a try. What about you, Steve? I know you said it's been a long while that you've seen this movie. Pete, even or uh, Pete, rather. Sorry, <laughs> I'm I'm all over the place right now. I, yeah, sorry, man, man. You, you're, you're, you, you I'll tell you, in, yeah, I'll tell you guys off air. But yeah, it's been a wild day. Um, catching uh, Damien's, um, I know, right? Speech impediment. Oh, yeah. Anyways, Pete. So, uh, what do you yeah. got for us? Um, well, I, I think I said to you in in the uh, in our chat. I've not seen it for a long time, but I remember. Um, you know, watching it when it came out new, me and my my mate used to uh, just lap up all these uh, sort of action stuff. I mean, I love Arnie Stallone, all their stuff. And, you know, I, you know what you're getting into when you go and watch one of their movies. You're not looking for um, stellar acting or an amazing plot. You're just looking to be, you know, entertained, a few laughs right. and everything. Um, I think the thing I remember most about it is the um, – the the um the foam when they crash the car. Yeah. I thought that was so Brilliant. interesting. Love yeah, that. yeah, and they have to oh. kind of cut them out. <laughs> yeah, I remember he has the accent. He like punches his way through yeah. it. I'm like, oh, yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. man, this movie has one of my favorite scenes in it. Because it's is that? so. I, I, in fact, I think we talked about it on the bonus episode. Oh, where the chick is like uh, yeah, wrapped up a bygone era. A brutish fossil from a, a bygone era, gladly forgotten. And he looks like he's like, I don't know, thanks. Like, he's just like <laughs> everyone's so like hotty totty because you know he's not from this time, so he's still learning and like doesn't give a shit. Oh my god, it's so good. I love this movie. It's a really good movie, and I know we said that we want to bring these back to collecting. So Mattel in the '90s did make. Uh, Demolition Man action figures. So we have uh, Sylvester Stallone and Wesley Snipes. You have an action figure of this? Yeah, I have that one, the SAPD one. <laughs> oh, you didn't You didn't let us know. I would have loved to have seen I it on us. I completely forgot until you showed the picture right now. I was like, oh, I have that. Dude, that's that's wow. incredible. Yeah, these are... Uh, I can look for it. Dude, it'd be sick to make a Wesley Snipes and uh, Sylvester Stallone 1-6 from their character of this movie. It'd be pretty dope. Yeah. Um, let's... Uh, well, my... my... Steve is working, not Pete. Steve, I think, is working on those two. Um, really, really, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's got quite, um, quite the Stallone collection. He's done a few customs, and he's, uh, yeah, he's working on those. So, we'll, you have to get him to uh, put some pictures up when he's done. I don't know how far he is with them, but yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely making those two in one sixth. What a, what a guy! What a guy! <laughs> yeah, what a guy that Steve is. Yeah. Uh, and Dean, we had a special request from Seth for the next yeah. uh, for retro reviews to be the Rocketeer. I think he's going to join us yeah, cool. uh, next week, so we'll we'll talk about this one. I think it's on Disney Plus. 
so if you want to watch yeah, this then yeah. provide your thoughts we would really appreciate uh hearing them uh custom corner we did talk about this Bo-Katan earlier um i think it came out pretty decent i'm not the uh, expert sculpt painter by any means so uh i think it came out pretty good rainer you seem to like it so that's what really matters and uh sean did a good job with that head sculpt to say that much oh yeah he always um, does <laughs> yep. So Dean, let's get into grinds my gears. The thing that I feel like we haven't had a grinds my gears in a few weeks because I've been trying to be nice to everybody. I've been trying to inject positivity. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Don't be nice to anyone. So let her uh, It's these damn motherfuckers that are not staying home. We are in a critical time in human history. And uh someone on Facebook posted a picture of a, a park in our city called Woodland Park, and uh there was like 20 people playing a, a pickup game of basketball and uh, chilling and, and family get togethers in the park. And I don't think people get it. Like even just now, one of my neighbors invited us to a fire, a fire pit, like in their, in their backyard. And it's like, bro, I'm not trying to catch that Rona. Okay. I'm not trying to catch that yeah. Rona. Yeah. I don't think enough people have seen it. If that makes sense. Yeah, in the United States at least, yeah. You haven't seen somebody with it, like how it affects you. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't think until these people should Google it and Google people with the symptoms. Yeah, yeah. People in hospitals because you don't really, it doesn't really sink in. It's like, oh, it's just the flu. No, it's really not just the flu. Um. These people need to be scared straight. Like, it's not gonna be fun if you get it. Like, oh, if I get it, I'll get it. It's not a big deal. No, it, it might kill you. It might be, yeah. Yeah. Let um, me interject here for a moment because, um, being the last two weeks, I have seen firsthand the measures that my company has just had to take to keep people to to keep things contained, like when everybody started panic buying and everybody started doing mm-hmm. uh, this, that, and the other, yeah. we were, we, we were packed wall to wall, like sardines in, in my store. And I'm like, guys, this is exactly how this happens. Yeah. Exactly. And so, so our, our company actually had to put in a policy where we have to line people out the door and only let 15 in at a time. We only, uh, and, and I, when I went in today, after we got the announcement for the lockdown, the line was, 300 400 people deep and i'm like guys this is this is not how you're supposed to do this this is exactly how this gets spread and of course you know even though people are walking around with gloves and face masks it's a common thing in the store now customers coming in with gloves face masks whatever it's kind of too little too late you guys were packing there like sardines last week yeah yeah and especially with how many um now the the test is more available now than it was, you know, let's just say two or three weeks ago. So there's more yeah. cases that pop up. But like at that point, like it's like, okay, well now the number's up to 40 people confirmed. How many people have they come in contact with in the two or three weeks leading up to this point? People. Exactly. Yes. It's like you really just you don't need to go anywhere. No, well, I, I, there was a thing that I saw on the news here that they said that you know they, if 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 in the UK if they if they gave if they had no action at all, they reckon that someone that gets it could infect two and a half people, 
and then they yeah i've seen that um, so after 30 days that one person has affected i think it's 406 people um More. if you just halve that exposure time it's 15 people at the end of 30 days so that is the immediate impact and that's with 50 percent. you know if you cut it out completely it's it's huge and i mean you know the, the what's brought it home to me is we've got three three people in my office i mean i've been working from home since last monday now and they didn't have it at the time but there's three people in my office that sound like they've got it you know, they're really sick um not to the extent that it's going to kill them i don't think but they you know they're really really sick and they've said they've never had anything like it you know it's, um... we had one member of my department who was exhibiting flu-like symptoms so they told me they told him just go home go to quarantine just just we're not yeah. gonna fool with this yeah i had a, a doctor's appointment today and before i could step into the elevator mm -hmm. well they yeah. shut down the stairs to the building you had to go in this back elevator before I could get inside the elevator room, I had to wait outside. A nurse came to get me, checked my temperature, asked me, have you left the country? Have you been in contact? No, no, no. Then I had to wait for the elevator to be clear, go up alone. Then when I got into the office, there was just the one person that went in front of me and one behind me. And there was like... You couldn't even get four feet to the counter. They put a blue line of tape. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you can't move past this. It was like that seems excessive, but when we're talking about what we're talking about, like it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. doing the same thing at HEB too. Like the registers have little stickers saying, if you are not checking out, you need to be behind this. And then the six feet later, they're going all the way out into the aisles for crying out loud. But you know, Jeez. it's what you yeah, have to do. I know they put up those, those plastic dividers between the cashier and the they customer. They did it. They did it at the business center, at the pharmacy, anywhere where there's direct face-to-face -face contact. I mean, the pharmacy is really important. I'm surprised oh, yeah. they're still operating. Um, yeah, it's it's wild that there's people out there like, oh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go about my day. I don't really care. It's like, all right, this is exactly what we were talking about the other day with Jason, where he's like, people should just be. Uh, responsible for themselves it's like yeah that's great but mm. guess what there's some dumbass down the street that doesn't really give a shit if you get it and then give it to your elderly parents or yeah you know what i mean it's like fuck yeah. man like just have some common human decency well, to just be a good person and this yeah. is why i say you know people can't be trusted you know uh, there's a famous quote out there that says a person is smart but people are stupid and that's <laughs> the way it goes yeah yeah, yeah it, thumb, th thumbs up if you know what movie that's from. FYI, <laughs> it's from Gladiator. Um, well, not the movie I was thinking of. Let's move on. Let's get into March Madness. So, uh, honestly, I don't know if we're gonna do this next year. The turnout has been very poor. Uh, but March Madness, you, you got emails, we got emails, but uh, those people are, um. Having bosses, <laughs> yeah. So, well, some of them have, some of them haven't. But 
So it now has... it's March Sadness. Yeah, that's uh, it's not a bad name, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, so we are in the Elite Eight, and our matchup currently for the first bracket is Count Dooku versus Darth Maul. Uh, second bracket is Luke Andor versus Thanos. Third bracket is MMS 500 Mark Seven versus uh, Scarlet Suit Spider-Man. Uh, and then Cinderella's uh, Story of the Year, Winnie the Pooh slash Piglet versus R2-D2 Deluxe. So the voting ends tomorrow, and uh, if this does not uh, improve, I don't think we're going to go another another time next year. But uh, cast your votes. Uh, like I said, voting closes tomorrow. It's on Collecting with the Auxiliary. Uh, we'll repost it. Uh, maybe we'll extend it a day or two, and we'll repost on some bigger groups. But it seems like you know the only time I really get votes are if I post it on Six Scale Scavengers or on Auxiliary. Any other group, no one seems to care. But I think the podcast groups they kind of know about this stuff, and uh, it means a little bit more to them. So uh, I think I'm just going to keep it to that next year because, like I said, the people in the big groups just don't really seem to get it. And um, you know, I guess it is what it is. But. Uh, that's uh that's it for March Madness. Uh Dean, we also are starting a a new little show, a little mini show uh on our network. Uh Cody, uh Jay and uh Devin are joining you and I in the magical world of Dungeons and Dragons. We are learning how to play this week. And uh and my sister. And and Deanie, of course, fan favorite Deanie. Fan favorite Deanie is coming back on a <laughs> weekly basis. She will only be referred to as fan favorite Deanie. Um, but I'm very excited for this, Dean. Are you are you pumped to play Dungeons and Dragons? Dude, uh I've been trying to play Dungeons and Dragons for like a solid like two years. Yeah. Um it was uh, one of my original um podcast ideas. I remember that. I was I, before I even met you. Yeah. Um was oh it'd be so cool to play Dungeons and Dragons every week on the on a podcast and have I people think, listen to it. I, I think but you mentioned that to me at an ice cream shop once. Yeah and <laughs> uh my best friend Corey was like that's a show and I was like what and he showed me I forget the name of the podcast it's very popular but I was like Damn it! Someone already did it, so I completely abandoned the idea. Um, now it's been a very long time, um, so I feel like this is just pure fun basis. We're not, you know, getting known for this. Obviously, someone else has done it. I think there's a few podcasts that do. There's it. like there's like thirty podcasts. Yeah, and that's the cool thing is every adventure is different. So I'm super excited to get started. Um, I've 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 been looking up the rules, but I also kind of want to go in there without having any idea of what's going on. I don't want to impede the show, but I I want to learn, and then that makes the audience learn too. And they're they're having fun and learning with us. And my sister, uh, she had a good point. She's like, yeah. And then if we're learning while they're listening, then they could decide, like, hey, this isn't so scary after all. Or it's not so, not scary, but, you know, daunting. Um, maybe I'll do it with my friends. And then they start their own D&D campaign. I, I was like, that's a really nice uh, thought. So. I'm super excited that we're we're doing this finally, dude. I, I am very excited. I cannot wait. 
So you found a DM then? Yeah, we found a dungeon master, and uh, that, I know there was a few people. What's that? I'm sorry. Oh, I was saying that was my biggest hiccup. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I, I got real serious about this. Uh, uh, man, like two Halloweens ago, or maybe Thanksgivings. Uh, and I was like, "Who wants in? I need to find the DM." And I could not find the DM, and so I just again I abandoned the idea. I was like, "Never mind, this is just not meant to be." But Zach, you found the the DM. Yeah, we. Uh, what's that? I'm sorry. It's a tough job in a DM. It's a lot of work. Right. Yeah, yeah. And, and initially I was planning to DM, but Dean made a good point. Like you know, people want to show they know that Dean and I are. You know, it wouldn't be fair if one of us was outside of the adventure. Mm-hmm. So uh, going through names, though, Live and Let Dice, I love it. That was Cody's idea. My idea was going to be Z&D, since all of us have Z&Ds in our name, except for Cody. But uh, Oh, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're excited. So I think we're doing our Day Zero session this Thursday, uh, about 11 p.m. Central Standard Time. And then um, from there, it'll be kind of sporadic uh, as our schedules allow but uh, definitely stay tuned. We're all gonna learn, and we're gonna we're gonna slay some dragons and and hit up some dungeons. It's gonna be dope. Cool. Um, and that's pretty much it for the show. We have, uh, of course, other shows on our network. Creeps are us, the new show hosted by Manny and Wookie of the Year. Those just dropped their first episodes last week. Uh, I think Wookie of the Year was a few days ago. Uh, Only fools in collecting. We have Ian and Pete. Steve Hello. is uh, Steve is he's taking a little bit of a break with work yeah. and everything, but uh, he'll be back hopefully one day. And then of course, uh, Damien and Dylan on Small Talk. Uh, big shout out to you guys, and of course, I do my joy of hobbying every now and again. And uh, really appreciate all the people that tuned in last week. Congratulations to Mike Collins for winning the uh, Lando Calrissian Sculpt from Auto Scrapyard, and big shout out, of course, to Sean for sponsoring this week's episode of Clanking Weekly and Iron Geek Thirty Seven. Uh, he actually just said, "I used to play D anD D when I was in high school. It's been like ten years." Well, please let us know if you ever want to join in. Um, were we just th- talking about him? Yeah, we talked about you earlier in the show, buddy. Um, other shout-outs, TC, a wonderful guy, gave Dean a really cool shirt and then gave me, uh, free of charge, I was very impressed, this uh, Figuarts Arts Spider-Man Far oh From God. Home. That's pretty cool, dude. I really appreciate that. Uh, no idea what uh, when I'm going to get to play with it, but I really appreciate it. It was very generous of you. And uh, Nick McCauley, he hit me up on Sunday, and he's like, hey, I know this whole corona thing's going on, but uh, I can meet you at the front door. I have some free figures for you. And he dropped off like five or six Black Series for me. So nice. uh, I'm I just really loving the uh, camaraderie that we've built in Auxiliary. Uh, and, of course, big shout-out to 60 Scavengers, Brian, Chris, and the aforementioned TC. Uh, I think they just started a new uh, segment, uh, Matt Mangum and Chris, the uh, Shelter in Space I love it. I think they watched Rogue One today. So very catchy, uh, very catchy on their end. But uh, that's pretty much it for the shout-outs. Do you guys have any that you wanted to give? Um, Shout-out, Matt. I was going to comment, uh, Matt Mangum, I was going to comment on his post, but I was like, dude, it's like during our show, I can't watch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked on their Facebook earlier, and they were going, so I might see if they're... Because uh, it's a long movie, so they should still be going. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, the shout out Kevin has been distracting me this entire episode. <laughs> Dude, legit, my I was like, "What in the world is Dean doing?" It looked like you were jacking it. He's not over here in like a bag, and then like 
I keep putting it on mute because you can hear it. But he's a sweetheart. Look at what him. Is he, what does he climb on behind you? He's on the back of your chair. Yeah, he's standing on my chair. It's like a like and a then, bird, like a pirate on my bird. Shoulder, yeah. Yeah. And and a big shout out to Pete. Also, it's super late over there. So yeah, I really dude, appreciate thanks, you. Pete. Yeah, I'm so sorry I called you, Steve. I I've had a rough day today, and I um actually you called him Steve, and I was like, it's Pete, and then you called him Steve again. I didn't. Yeah. I honestly didn't hear that. I'm so sorry. It's, it's, it just it just worked out right because I mean, I've, as you know, we didn't do the last study fours of collecting because. Uh, Ian had done something to his back, and apparently, every time he if he sneezed, it kind of like put him in a. In Dude, a, I threw out my back. Yeah. Same thing. It's awful. So Do I kind I, of, I kind of missed the podcast since I thought when you said, uh, you know, who's on, I thought, and at the moment we've uh, my dog Max, we've um, had him uh, uh, demasculated, if you like. Oh no! Um, well, as soon as I got told I was working from home, I thought, you know what, it, it's about time. You know to do it, so I, I oh, yeah, because yeah. you're gonna be there, yeah, yeah, I'm there with him. But so I'm sleeping downstairs at the moment, so it means I can do this and not sort of disrupt um too much. So he's doing all right, he's 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 got his cone on, but that'll be coming off on Friday. And, what a uh, guy, yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's taking it like a man, um, and yeah, and, and, <laughs> that's kind of important, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> he's sleeping there next to me so um yeah that was good and obviously me and ian are hoping to be back on thursday man oh, one yeah, time yeah. i threw my back out and i was driving i'm it was kind of like a few days after i'd injured my back i was just driving and i hit a dip just at the right angle Ooh. and it shot a pain from my tailbone all the way up and i was like <gasps> <laughs> like trying not to like lose control of my car it was so bad so i feel for ian poor guy yeah i cannot wait to get the head sculpts that uh he sent uh i believe it's three of them uh super excited so are they, are they in the states now are those is... yeah zach has them ah cool um, there was but... only two in there really i have the dexter and then the other two no there's a dexter and then there's the secret project the secret project was two head sculpts. There's only one. Oh, is he is he joking? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ominous music, oh, please. Man. Yeah. So, what a man. guy. Oh, no, you Zach, you no I gave it I gave it to Rainer today, just like you asked, so <laughs> you're good. You're a good fan. Poor poor um poor Ian, but thanks for coming on, Pete. What a guy. Oh no, no. Like, the world needed Pete and Pete answered the call. My he was pleasure. like, I wasn't on the podcast this week. Will not stand for it, and he I definitely, I definitely feel like we have like a kind of, um, you know, a, 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 we've got a service to offer, and we owe it to our um, uh, locked down listeners to, you know, provide some content in um, what's going to be a very long few months. I think. Oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. I mentioned the other day that. Um, you know, that, this is what we do, and, uh, you know, if we can give some people a little bit more enjoyment, a little bit of uh, more of something to do. An escape. Then, uh, yeah, an escape. Yeah. That's what we're going to do. Uh, so. Huge shout-out to StreamYard. Yeah, huge shout-out to StreamYard for fucking those cuts. Well, on Facebook, it crashed today, so I don't know what's going on with that. Well, I'm not but, uh, And huge shout-out on my end to you, Zachary, for the work you did on uh, Bo-Katan. Don't and, of course, you. Sean and Watto Scrapyard for yeah, big providing me the parts. Big shout-out there. Well, guys, it's been a good show. Oh, my God. Yeah, the stream is down. 
Yeah, it went down after like 18 minutes, so I don't know what's yeah. going on with that. Mm. But uh, anyways, guys, I'm Zach. I'm Dean. I'm Rainer. And I'm Pete. Ooh, if you would have said I'm Steve, I would have died. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> Fernando says he's late again, but hey, hey. Damn it, Fernando. Big Fern. What up, Big Fern? Fern, uh, next episode, I think the, the world wants to see you uh, eat one of those little things with your uh, your magic tongue, like you said. What? <laughs> Fern Fern shared a post. Okay, some like, what context that mouth is do. needed. Some yeah, context please, is needed. Fern Fern posted this thing. He's like, "What that mouth do?" And then it was like a guy that a guy that yeah. licked like a yogurt cup clean or something. Yeah, and then it Eric clear. shared it to Ox, and he's like, "I I, I uh, started a petition to have Fern come on the stream." So Fern, next episode is going down. Oh my lord. Okay. Yeah. That's good. Anyways, <laughs> what a way to end the episode. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll catch you later. Iron Geek says, have a good one. God bless. Hit up his page if you want a uh, a Manta Noir. He's doing the Lord's work there. So, Iron Geek 37, good night. Peace. Bye. Bye.